0: But in Galatians chapter number five tonight, I'm not going to bother reading from verses 17 down through 21, uh, but back up in verse 16 of chapter five of Galatians, the Bible says this I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I want to say I've I've been guilty a few times there of not being walking in the spirit and I have fulfilled the lust of the flesh. I've been guilty of that. But I don't want to be guilty of it. I want to walk in the Spirit, don't you? And it comes down here in verse 17 through 21. You go buy a local and you go buy a new sentinel tomorrow. I don't know about a Morgan County or a Rome County. You go buy a new Sentinel tomorrow or a USA Today and you'll find every one of them things listed in verse 17 through 21. You'll find every one of them somewhere in that paper. That's right, you will. Everywhere. I mean, that's just the way it is. Wouldn't it be good for those that uh, have television, you could just turn it on and it'd be a good news channel? still hearing about all the things from verses 17 of chapter 5 through verse 21 down there instead of hearing all that I mean you're just flooding your mind with that stuff every day Paul tells us in Philippians think on other things Mm -hmm. and the God of peace will be with you but in chapter 5 he comes down through here in verse 17 through 21 talking about the works of the flesh the flesh lusting against the spirit the new man And by the way, you didn't have that till you got born again. That's right. That's true. You didn't have a battle. You didn't have a controversy. You didn't have, I mean, now you've got a will to want to please God. And then that old man, he raises up and he wants to please his will. Boy, now you, you don't get rid of that battle until the Lord calls you out. Amen. But you know what? That's part of the battle that helps us increase in her and walk in faith. How many of us been in church any time at all? And friends, had been times you didn't feel like going to church physically, but you went on anyway. And after you got there, God blessed you before it was done. Amen. Yeah, and then you said, "Lord, I'm glad I was here." Yes, that's right. Yeah, but if you went on the feelings on the flesh all the time, you probably wouldn't show up half the time. But it comes down here in verse 22. Chapter 5 of Galatians, and he says, But the fruit, these are not fruits, friend. This is fruit. When Miss Sheila, I think, makes up some fruit baskets from time to time to give out to people in the church and whatever, when she makes it up, she don't call it, and she puts several things in it, she don't call it fruit's basket, does she? Call called a fruit basket. Fruit is plural. But that ain't what I want to look at. But he said, but the fruit of the Spirit is. Now, you can read all nine of these. And he comes down to verse 24 and he said, And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. And by the way, that crucifixion of the flesh, that's a daily task for every one of us. Yes, amen. Daily. Daily. You don't get rid of that, he comes or calls you. And he said, if we live in the Spirit, let's also walk in the Spirit. So then, if we're going to live in the Spirit and walk in the Spirit, as he started out saying in verse 16, we find a roadblock of 17, verse 17 through 21, we've got to get by our own self before we can walk in the Spirit and live in the Spirit. These works of the things right here. But in verse 21, it talks about nine things here. Nine, the fruit of the Spirit. And I got to looking at these, and I've got a study Bible like most of you all got, and it made a lot of sense out of that. And I just kind of wrote it down this way. It's how the Lord gave it to me out of these notes here. Number one. The first time you read them right here in verse 22, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and peace. Now, those three are an inward thing that every child of God has. Every one of us that are truly saved, we've we've been born of love. We love Him because He first loved us. Joy is something Jesus told us in John 16 He said my joy I give unto you Not as the world give Give I unto you Don't let the world rob you Of the joy that the Lord gives you It don't matter what circumstances are We can still have Joy in the Lord It might be a funeral It might be an accident It might be a sickness But we've still got joy in the Lord. Amen. Every child of God's got that. Love, joy, and peace. Look at that what he said there. Love, joy, and peace. That's an inward condition of a child of God. And you don't work on that and get those things. God puts them in there when he saved you. That's the thing, friends, a lot of folks don't realize. God put that in there when he saved you. He said, but love, joy, and peace... Whoa! Thank God. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Colossians two fourteen said, and He is our peace, and the truth is in Jesus. Those three are an inward thing that God's put in there. You get that? Amen. You have that tonight. The circumstances in your life does not determine the love, joy, and peace that the Lord's put in there. He said don't let the world rob you or take it from you. Many folks are getting ready to go back to work tomorrow morning. They're thinking the sun's going to come up. They're going to go right on back to work. And they'll go back to work in the morning and they ain't happy about being there. They're not thankful to have a job I'm telling you just and complain the whole time verses 17 through 21 is mostly it's what's talked about but the fruit of the spirit is love joy and peace and no matter what's going on around you whether your name's Noah or Enoch or Abraham you can walk with the Lord Amen You can walk with Him No matter what's going on in society Because He's put something in there That enables you to walk with Him Look at the second two He said love, joy, and peace That's the first group Isn't it amazing how they're grouped in three right there Father, Son, and Holy Ghost And then the second group Is long-suffering, gentleness, and goodness That is the effects of the Christian life working out through you and me. Gentleness, what did he say there? Long-suffering. That's the first one. Long-suffering. Remember the parable of the seed and the sower? Matthew 13, Thou seed was sown, but when the sun come up, it didn't have no root or no durableness, uh, no root in itself, and it wielded away. It couldn't suffer long. Long-suffering. Peter writes about the long suffering of God which once waited in the days of Noah while the ark was preparing wherein few were saved that is eight souls by water and the same earth is reserved in store until the fire against the day of judgment it's not going to be a worldwide flood it's going to be a worldwide fire that's coming this time well, i tell you what divided into three parts that second part is something working that God's put in you long suffering let me put it down here let's look at the word patient that's long suffering I'm probably one of the worst I admit it I'm glad they this past July by the way this past July they passed a new law they added to an older law they just passed if you're in the left lane of the interstate and you're holding up people, if you're in the left lane of 27 and you're holding up traffic, they can write you it went from 50 to $500 ticket. $500 ticket for holding up people on the highway. But I've not saw it enforced. I don't know of anybody that's been pulled over for holding up traffic yet. What do you mean, preacher? When you get behind people like that and you've got to be somewhere, well, you say you should have left there. Maybe you did leave early, but you got held up in traffic and you've got to be there and you're getting impatient. Just got to be long-suffering. Just got to deal with it and go on. You know, somebody said patient, being patient or long suffering. It's the ability to count down before you blast off. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. But he said, long suffering or patient. Then he said, gentleness, that's the kindness, that's the Christ in us. It's not just the nature you and I have, but God will use that. I'm talking about that that, that nature that saved nature. But look how Christ did when people were brought the only people he was hard on was those that rejected him and his Bible a religious crowd the woman called in adultery throw down at him he didn't condemn her the leper cried out will thou help heal me he said I will and the Lord won't touch him that was against the law too that would have made the Lord unclean if he had been a priest it made him unclean. He reached down and picked up some clay and spit in it, and rubbed it on a man's eyes. Eventually healed his eyes. I mean, the, the kindness that... I mean, kindness is like... I like one illustration. I've, I've used this for years. I like it. The little girl in Sunday school class Piper in Sunday school, used Piper in Sunday school class. The teacher said, What is the kindness of God? What is kindness? The little girl threw her hand up and said, I know what it is, teacher. Kindness is when you ask your mama for a piece of buttered toast. And she gives you a, gets a piece of toast and butters it, and it oh and you know it's going to be good, but then she reaches in the cupboard and pulls out some blackberry jam and smears on it. That's kindness. We don't deserve it, but he just kind to us. Amen, yes, he's kind there's gentleness. Long suffering, gentleness, and then goodness. Goodness is not what you might think it be in the in the Bible diction. It's doing right. You know somebody's gonna do right. You know they're good. They'll say, Boy, they're good people. Well what makes them good people? We've all got kind of different standards, but one's main I mean what makes them good people? You know? Yeah, lost people. Yeah. But the Lord, He always tried to reach them. And when the Lord's in you, and you've got a desire to see folks saved, everybody can name the sin and hate to see it, but it's the person, it's that soul that's important. That's right. Be kind to them like the good Samaritan. Amen. Remember that story? The two went on. Thank God Jesus stopped. And the last one, the last three... Remember the second three is long-suffering, gentleness, and goodness. But the last three, the third one, is a Godward and upward type of fruit. First we got an inward fruit of the believer. Love, joy, and peace. Then we got an outward fruit of long-suffering, gentleness, and goodness. Now there's an upward fruit toward God. And notice the first one is faith. Notice what it said, faith, meekness, and temperance. And those are exactly right in order because the Holy Ghost wrote this thing. How in the world are you going to get faith by hearing the Word of God and by the Spirit of God? Somebody said, what are you going to do? I do not know, but I know the Lord's going to work it out. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm trusting the Lord completely. You can't have nothing hid back in your life there now. God will dig him things out, friend. And there he is. And, and upward, a Godward fruit, faith. Remember what? Remember what the Bible said early on about Abraham? Your Bible said, and Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. Woo! Just believe God. Like children believe their parents and grandparents. Just whatever, they'll believe it. It's a simple faith and believe in believing the Lord. And you know, when you start just simple faith, believing His Word, believing Him, then the Spirit of God will start interpreting more and blessing your spirit more. And fellowship gets greater and greater, but there's upward faith. And then this talks about meekness. Now, your Bible said that Moses was a meek man, he's also a murderer. He's also the man that God used to write down the first words from God. Amen. He wrote a bunch of them too. First five books. And God used them And your Bible said Moses was one of the meekest men upon the whole earth. But yet, when it came time, when God came into his life, he stood for the Lord from that day on. He still had trouble. Remember that time they just started griping and complaining and just going on? Verses 17 through 21 of chapter 5, all that's going on. And Moses in chapter 33, Moses said, Lord, I just can't go on unless I see your glory. Lord, I've, gotta know. I've got to know. Lord, I want to know you more than I know you now. And of course, you know the story. God put him in a cliff, an open crack in the rock say that door I tell boy, use that door a lot don't I? and put him in the cleft of the rock and your Bible said, and the Lord said, and my goodness is going to pass before you and I'm going to proclaim the name of the Lord when it pass by you and he said, I have put my hand over you and the Lord put his hand over him when he passed by proclaiming the name of the Lord boy and after that event Moses come down off the mountain carrying him two tablets, and he was glowing. They had to put a mask on him because they are scared of his glowing. He had been with the Lord. Amen. Isn't it amazing you can kind of tell folks it's been with the Lord. Amen. You can tell religious folks from redeemed folks if you just listen a little bit. But the meekness, standing for God in the last one's temperance, self-control. It does mean self-control here. Self-control. You know, when it talks about ladies, it said. That a, that a woman having a meek and quiet spirit inside of God's great price. When it talks about a man, it said a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. A good name. And the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. But the temperance is a picture of Jesus Christ. When they was pulling his beard out, smacking him in the face, beating him with rods, He could have just thought. He could have thought the thought and they would have went straight to hell. Mm -hmm. Temperance. Self-control. When he stood before Herod, two years before, Herod had had his first cousin's head cut off for preaching against adultery. John the Baptist, by the way, is his name. And Herod, he feared John the Baptist. He knew he was a man of God. And he had John the Baptist killed, had him beheaded. A couple years later, Jesus comes along. And there had been the fame went about Jesus. And Herod thought it was John the Baptist that had come back from the dead. He believed in the resurrection. And Jesus, they, Pilate sent Jesus before him there in that robe to mockery, sent him before Herod. And Herod was wanting to see some great miracle or something done. And Jesus never said a word. Never said a word. Maybe enough had already been said to Herod. That's right. Maybe John the Baptist had already said enough to hear. There might be somebody listening or somebody tonight here in our area that the Lord's talking to, and this is the last time He's going to talk to them. They might go their way tonight. May not ever make it back again. You see, friend, when we're children of God, we have responsibilities. When I was born, my dad said, Now, son, all we got's her our name. You ruin your name. You ain't gonna go far in this community. He's right. I tell you what. He couldn't read, but he had a good education. Amen. But when you get born again, there's an inward, inward fruit going on all the time. It's growing, sister. I gave the. I had a bunch of plants going, and I thought there's cantaloupes and watermelons. All of them turned. My watermelons turned out to be gourds. These decorative gourds that people use in the fall. And my sister in the church said, well, I'll get some of them. I'll buy some of them. I said, well, I hope to have a whole slew of them. But it turned out to be gourds. Lord have mercy. Planted all kind of that stuff. It's amazing. It's amazing at the seed that you'll plant in your daily life, in your Christian life, that somewhere down the road is going to sprout and come up. It might be somebody that's that's... Sickness has struck and they're calling you to pray for him as we was talking about in the timing and reaching relatives for the Lord this morning. It, it might be something to, uh, that happens that just opens a door for you to come in and minister just as Christ would. he didn't come in and condemn nobody That's right except for that religious crowd because he was getting ready to get on the cross and pay for all the condemnation that there ever was or ever will be. Amen. Aren't you glad you're saved tonight? Got that inward fruit going on because you're saved. You got an outward fruit. Folks know you're saved. I mean, you're trying to live for the Lord. You want to help people, do people, bless people. I mean, you want to tell them about Christ. I mean, you want people to have what the Lord's give you. Amen. Some people don't want what you got. Amen. But boy, I tell you what, it's good to, to know When somebody's got something that you don't, and you know it's the Lord. Hey, something about knowing the Lord in your life is just beyond this world. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, for that upward fruit, that Godward fruit, Lord. So many of us have it tonight, Lord, in our lives. Some don't. Lord, they've got fruit tonight. Help us to lift it up unto you, Lord, and give you the praise, honor, and glory for it all. And thank you for this gathering here tonight. We pray, Lord, for the Sheldon family. Lord, you administer grace there, Lord. It's only you can. And Lord, there's many other things we prayed about tonight, back there and today. We're just looking for you, Lord, to intervene. And Lord, if we've got a part in it, Whatever it might be, reveal it to us, Lord, and let us do our part. And we'll praise you and thank you in Jesus' name for it all. Amen.